Hey, I'm Richard Blackwood, and you are listening to The Room 26 with Freddie Nuaka, my old-time bedroom. My name is Kruger, but, you know, it's all right. Hey, guys. So welcome to Room 26 podcast with me, Freddie Nuaka. Just a, you know, casual, laid-back, unadulterated conversation with friends, celebrity guests, and you, of course. Hold on. You are listening, right? All right, good. Yo, Freddie, what's good? Who you managed to get on the phone today, then? Do you know what? This is like, this is, this is not even a guest, you know? This is a brother. You know, like when you've known someone, someone so long, you can't even call them a guest. You can't even mm-hmm. call them, like, you, you've got to this, they're a brother, innit? They're a brother. So, yeah, I'm with my, my guy, man, Richard Blackwood. Be you, Richard Blackwood. Today. How you doing, sir? Uh, I'm good, you know. I'm great, man. How are you doing? You know what? I'm, I'm all right, man. Like, I don't know, people... Like, obviously, we're in... Like, like people like to express strange times... You know, we're in, um, we're experiencing something that historically they're going to read about or speak about in schools and things like that. And we can effectively say that we were, you know, we were there. It's like, you know, I, I was saying, who was I saying this to? I was saying it to one of my best friends. I was saying that, um, you know, we hear about the the Black Plague or we hear about World War One, World War Two, and these are moments that we, we, you know, that weren't that long ago in history, but obviously we're too young, we weren't there, right? We hear about Windrush, right, when my grandparents came over and things like that. These were all historical moments in time that changed history. And I don't believe anybody, like, just like they did then, nobody ever thought that we were going to live in a period that would historically stand as one of those great moments, moments in mm. time and we actually can say that we've lived that do i mean that is that is um because you know obviously we know there's a, there's sad effects of what's going on and you know my prayers go out to the people that have lost people or that are going through it but essentially we are going through this transitional period that as i say it's it's the landmark it's gonna it's uh-huh. going to be a landmark in in for years to come 100% man in history it's one of those moments like you said that will go down in history and as we as we get older and our kids get younger it will be in books in colleges in schools and we talked about and studied do you know what I mean yeah so man. how are you finding lockdown how is how is Mr Blackwood dealing with lockdown man like how like how are you finding it is that okay now for me it's nothing because um I'm I'm I, I said this to someone the other day that this lockdown situation it has you have two people within this you have the introverts and the extroverts mm. and i'm i'm definitely an introvert so you know contrary to what people would assume as a performer or, or an actor or, or whatever skies people want to see me under I, I when i come off the screen or when i come off stage I'm very introverted. I don't really go out much. I never have. I'm a mm, person. For real? You know this, yeah. I'm a person yeah, yeah. that I'll go home after a performance. 
Yeah, and this is and this is the thing though, and this is what you know what I was saying to um to Luke, the producer. Like, this is what I love about this show. Like, everyone that I'm talking to, they're not just guests, man. They're like friends. Like, I've known you since we were 16. 16 that's like brother. 16. That's like, bro. I had hair then. Yeah, yeah. Even I keep telling you you had partings in it, but you, had, <laughs> you did. You did have. You did have hair. You did, and you, but you was always hench though. Like, even I don't think you've ever not been hench though. Like, as long as I'm, which is so weird because I remember I knew your brother after you, because obviously I knew you from like college days. And yeah. then I remember your, I met your brother when I, maybe about seven years later, when he was doing music um, and I was doing just stand up. And then, you know, it was like, oh, and I remember you said this, my brother. And I was like, I'm looking and I was like, it's like you took all the muscles. It was like, he, <laughs> he just had like what we class as a normal build. And you were just walking around looking like security from when we were six. I was like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> You, no one shared out the food equally in that household. It was like you just got water, the powdered yam, and everything, and your brother just got like the rice. You know? <laughs> the, the, the rice. <laughs> he just got carbs. Like he never got no meat. <laughs> like and you know, I got love for your brother. Like he was, he was definitely one person. You guys were a talented family. Like you know, your brother's a musician. You was a musician, right? Rapper, everything, right? And I don't think people know that, like how talented. Like obviously you you do movie directing and you do your moves and stuff, but you was even and I never really said this to you, but even when we was in um college and obviously because I started stand up when I was twenty one, but essentially you was doing music from pretty early, right? Yeah, for real. Right? Do you know what I mean? So you were like a, a like a like you had become a kind of like a, 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 a like a local legend. And when I mean local, I mean like London wise. He was like, I remember people would. You were like famous. It was so weird. I remember one time you wouldn't remember this. It was at Brockwell Park, and I was walking through there with my boys, and you was you was just there, right? And you was with your people, and obviously we were friends. But we like you had your friends, and I had my friends. But you and I were friends, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we was cool. Yeah, we was cool, right? So I remember we were walking past, and everybody's going, "Right, it's Freddie, it's Freddie," and then like, and you kind of had this swagger, like you knew everybody knew you, like, and but but you had like an intimidating kind of, because you was big and people knew that you was, the, you was on real stuff, right? That means that no one really disrespected you. So people were afraid to kind of, it's really weird, like people were afraid to approach you, right? That mean, and I used to, mm. even when I was younger, I would see that. And because you and I were boys, I'd see you and I'd go, oh, what's up, friend? You go, yeah, you cool, right? And you was always, it's so weird, right? Like, as I say, maybe I'm saying things to you that you didn't know or didn't see. But I saw it because I was, I used to really analyze people, right? I so, hear that. So you, and this is, so I, I, I'd say this story to then lend to what I'm talking about. So, as I said, I think I've said this to you once before. So we were in college and it was the end of the term. We were leaving Carl Shorten. Yeah. So everybody was throwing eggs. You know, they was coming down and throwing eggs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I remember it was me and you, and, and we, everybody was doing their thing, and it was me and you, and we was outside the front gates, which was on a corner, right? And we was chasing somebody to throw eggs at them. So you was ahead of me. So you, we, you ran around the sort of the side of the, the entrance, and I came out, I was running around, and as I ran around, I slipped and I fell, right? Mm. And I never forget, right? You turned around, and you came and you picked me up. Right now, you might not remember this, but I remember it like it was yesterday. You turned around, right. you came, picked me up, and you went, "You're right, bro." Right, and at this point, you were still Freddie that everybody was scared of. 
which was such a oh. weird thing, right? It was, that's what I'm saying. You, I, I, I remember, listen, man, my memory, I've I got a photographic memory, right? And I just remember, like, you was never intimidating to me. We was always cool, but everybody knew you was that official guy, if that made sense, right? So yeah. people wanted to be your friend more than your enemy because they knew what that came with, right? But I remember you turned around and you picked me up and you said, you're cool. And I said, yeah, and you kind of brushed me off and you go, you're cool, man, come. And then we carried on running. So I say that to say that that was the relationship that we had. So then when I would saw, I saw you in Brockwell Park, and this was a couple of years later, and everybody was kind of, and you were standing there, and you had a drink in your hand, and there was people around you, and you, you, know, you had a vest on, and like, and as I said, we, nobody was hench then, and you was hench. And I saw people go, right, oh, it's Freddie, it's Freddie, it's Freddie. So I see people going, you know right, Freddie? Like, they was nervous. And then I walked past, and I said, Freddie, and he was like, cool, you're cool. So everybody's kind of looking at me like, say, right, you know him, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, 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 and it was, but it was, but I just remember the respect that you got for being this artist, right, that was doing your music, but also for being this real guy. And I remember walking away, going, "I want that." I just remember, wow. but I've never told you that before. I've never told you oh, that. But, before. but you know what is so strange, bro? How people look at people because you're you're there in your world looking at me that way, and I'm there looking at you. Saying, wow, like, I, I was, I've been in awe of you from early, like, from, it's even when you've done your music. I remember one, two, three, four, get with the wicked, like, those days. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the music, bro, bro, bro. Yeah, bro yeah. I, remember, I remember, listen, I remember seeing you on TV, right? But you see when you started doing, um, I mean, this is after college, but you see when you started yeah, doing yeah. the MTV, the MTV show, and, and you had your own show, the Richard Blackwood show, okay. you was like, that first young guy from the ends that we all saw on TV. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so like yeah. we were inspiring. Like, like I would see you and be like, that's my boy. Like I'm I was, you know what I mean? You was inspiring people like me. Because obviously yeah. I'm running around on the road and doing stupid stuff. And I'm like, I need to get away from that and be more professional. So you was yeah, the first yeah, yeah. person that we saw from the street from like from the ends growing up on South London, you know, I'll say yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. actually an official. Official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and the thing is, what makes me laugh now is like, not a lot of people understand your journey. That's why, bro, that's why I've got so much respect and admiration for you because I've, you, I've, 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 I've walked alongside you. I've seen yeah. you come from college to mm. having everything, to losing everything, to getting mm. everything, yeah. and always being humble and showing a level of um, dignity, respect, and, do you know what I mean? And, 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 and taking things, taking punches but also firing back and never giving up. That's, if, if I've learned anything from you, if anything other than obviously being your friend and all the rest yeah, of it over the years, if yeah. I've learned anything from you, it's the tenacity and that one thing of never giving up, bro. Because I know people that have been through a lot less than you, do you know what I mean, and, and have given yeah. up. No, but first of all, first of all, thank you. And, I, and, I, and, and I, I sincerely mean that. Well, you know that anyway, right? But what it is, as, as I say, it's sometimes people don't realize like maybe I don't like the word celebrity, but people that are known, what goes through our head or what the catalysts are to drive us in that direction. So mm. as I say, you know, when I was kind of when I was making the decision to be a stand-up, right? This was in college. I was talking about it, but I never really said yeah. it loud, right? But as I say, when you're a teenager. You just want respect, and you want people to kind of give you that respect. If it's either fear or the girls love you, whatever it is, but you want that. You want to kind of carve your position to kind of go. I'm the. I'm one of the man them, or I'm the man. One of the two, but I'm mm. not an idiot. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, know yeah. you just want that kind of, it's just one of the two, right? So yeah, yeah. The, what it was, as I say, when you used to come to the college and, and I saw people show you love, because you was always friendly, even though people feared you, right? And that's why people liked you, because, you know, people were coming up to college and they were going on with wickedness and then you would come and people, you know, people were scared, but it was like, no, Freddie's cool, right? Do you know what I mean? Uh, so... As I say, it was like, so everybody wanted to be your friend because you was a cool guy, even though they feared you. And then as I say, when, um, so as I said, when you and I, because you and I got talking from college, we was playing like cards and stuff. And I remember playing- Yeah, yeah, knuckles, knuckles. <laughs> I remember it was my turn to get it. And you went, no, put your fist there. Come put your fist there. And I remember, I remember you had the cards ready, right? And I remember you did it. And then you did it and it hurt, but you looked at me like, got firm it, man. And I was like, but it was, but it was really weird because as I say, you didn't realize, but you was kind of saying to me, I've got you kind of thing, even though we, we just get to know each other, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and so the reason why I say what I'm saying is that whether it was fear, love, whatever it was, the respect, because you got the mix of both, right? But what you what you had was that you were still a person that everybody could talk to, even though they felt that at times they didn't know if they could approach you, right? Do you know I mean if that made sense? But once they did, they was like, "No, nah, Freddie's cool." Mm. I that's what I that's what I wanted. So when I became, <clears throat> I guess, more and more successful, right? Um, I always wanted to keep that. I always because I I you know it's like I always revered people. Like, I never respected, like, you know, my dad was a bad man and blah, blah, so I came from that. I, I never respected bad man or gangster, whatever, that enjoyed scaring people that weren't like them. Like bullies. Bullies. I hated bullies, yeah, right? Because, right? Because my thing is, you're not getting those stripes bullying me because I'm not like you. You're not getting those mm. stripes, right? Do you know what I mean? And you didn't bully people that weren't like you. And that's yeah, what I respected. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Right? So, even, so as I say, you don't understand. These are things that shaped me. I had my uncle who was famous and he was very down to earth. I had my dad that was a bad man, but he, you know, people loved him, blah, blah, blah. Right? I knew you and, I knew, and, and I, as I said, I, I knew you were at the, in the mix of it. So I knew you was on the roads, but I knew that when you saw me, it was all love. Right? So, when, so there were certain names that, you, that were from certain areas that you call them and it was like, you call those names and people go, rah, you know them. It's like, that's my pick. Like, that could get you out of trouble. Somebody <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, right? And you could say, I know Freddy Krueger. And they'll go, oh, no, you're safe. It was that. Like, it was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you, know, right? yeah. you, you know what I mean? You could call a name and a name would stop a man moving to you. And your name was one of those names. But it was like, but it was, but at the same time, you, it was like the, you was that person. You was official tissue, but it was like, I'm not moving to nobody that is not like me. But if you are on crud like me and you're like that, then me and you can rock and roll all day. And that's, that is what I took. So, so my thing was that, yes, I do my thing on TV or I do my thing on stand-up and blah, blah. And I make sure that I, I annihilate whoever's on the stage or blah, blah, because that's, I come from that ground. I'm from South London. We come from the come school. On. Of come like, on, come on. No, that's what we, we are. But mm. at the same time, <clears throat> I want people to be able to say they know me. No, I know Richard, right? Richard's See, cool. I, that's, that's what I learned from you and people like you. That's what I'm saying. 
and 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 no, and I find that that's 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 humbling, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, and it's mad, like we've known each other so many years. Like mm. obviously, this is stuff that you only get about, you only get to find out about when you actually talk. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's why sometimes it's just good to have a chat. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Real talk, real talk. Your your comedy, bro. Like I'm not gonna lie, like your your comedy is some like you blow me out. You're, you're one of the comedians. Like as soon as you I hear you're doing a show, I have to be there. Like. You're, you're, you're naturally funny. Like, I've always said you've got two types of comedians. You've got people that write material yeah. and, and can make you laugh with written stuff. Mm. And you have comedians that are just naturally funny. And yeah. obviously, coming from a world of rap, you have rappers yes. that are wicked when they write down lyrics. And you yes. have rappers that are great at freestyling. Yes. You understand? Yeah. 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 And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and for me, your, your, your spontaneity mm. and your comeback and your just natural ability to be a comedian is mad bro like how do you get to be so funny like it's it's a it's a mad question but but once yeah, again like, but once again it, it, it as i say it, it i do believe you know like okay i come from I, if the catalyst is that i come from a family that are funny right so i was raised by my mm-hmm. grandparents on my mum's side luckily and i and that's no disrespect to my dad's side but my dad's side they were more street so they're very physical. They, I mean, I'm not saying they ain't got doctors and teachers in that, in that side. They do. But the men are more boisterous, right? Okay. Do you know what I mean? The Blackwood side are known for putting in work. Yeah, so if I grew up, yeah. So if I grew up that side, I would have been that way. Because I'm a Taurus, mm. so I'm a bull, right? Mm. Like you're Aries, but you're, you're just before me. So same thing. You've got your ram, yeah? Yeah. So uh, you are Aries, aren't you? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so then, yeah, no, because I know your birthday's before mine, right? Yeah. But then your birthday just passed. Yeah, man. It was it was it was a lockdown birthday, April the fifth. Lockdown April birthday. Man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. that was my bad. But yeah, I know your birthday. I know your birthday's before mine, right? But like, so what it is is that. But luckily, because I was raised by my grandparents on my mum's side, they they they're more the performers. Very, like I've got a cousin called Nadine Marshall, who's an exceptional actress. She's won a BAFTA. Like she's really revered in the acting circuit. So we all come from my uncle Junior, the singer. So I was. Oh yeah, Junior Giscom, isn't it? Junior Giscom, yeah. We lived yeah. in the same house. Junior, um, I was raised by Junior's mum, my grandma. So we lived in the same house until I Junior left. Junior's fifteen years older than me, so he moved out when he's like twenty-three. So Junior was like a big brother to me, right? So okay. So I come from a house of performers and people that are naturally funny. So that was the first thing. Also, my family wasn't very good at um, being overly sympathetic. So if you, <laughs> maybe it's just an old school, right? So if you were upset about something, you had a little window and then you had to get over it, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, because mm. we've got too much stuff to do. Right. Yeah, man up, man up, real man quick. Man up, man up. And I, I, you know what? In fairness, I believe that's an old school thing that you and I both share. We, you know, yeah. whether you're African, you're Caribbean, and and whether you're white as well. I think seventies and eighties babies were raised to just deal with it, man up or woman up. Like you ain't got, we ain't got time for this, right? Yeah, you got for stuff real, you need real. to do. Right, we never had time to because we become more PC and we're a bit more sensitive. I think the kids are getting softer, right? Whereas yeah. in our generation you just had to deal with it. Hence, if you think about it, even though I don't want to veer off too much, but hence the reason why these kids all carry weapons and we're back in our day, we, we weren't afraid to scrap because we knew we didn't have a choice, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, real. Right, because our parents, if you know, as I say, it doesn't matter if you're African, Caribbean, whatever, 
if you had a fight and you lost and you came in, you could not tell your parents you lost because you knew you'd better go back and fight them again, right? And come back and tell me you won. That was, even though that might seem like absurd, but it was like they were teaching you to be like, you've got a man up, these streets are cold. So you go back out there, his fisticuffs, but he beat up with his fist, then you hit him back. Right? Get back out of there. That's the mantra. Yeah, exactly. that, that was the mantra. Don't come home until you've done some damage. Done some damage at least. Right? Do you know what yeah. I mean? And, and so, so that was, that was, so I think because I came from that period as well in our, you know, in terms of the 70s and 80s, and even essentially the 90s, I think then becoming a comedian, you know, even in college, as you know, right? Right? In the common room, you could get cussed, somebody start cussing you, you had to cuss yeah. back blah, blah. You had to earn your stripes because, as I say, you were part of the, the it crew or you wasn't. Mm. But if you was a part of the it crew, whether you were the fighter, the cusser, whatever it was, but you had to hold your, your corner. But, but see, this is the thing, and that was fun, this is what was funny about college. If you realise, we was both exactly the same, but in what we was doing. Because I remember, Thank like, Thank when you. we was in college, right, like, to be fair, I was coming down there, I was just robbing everybody. I wasn't... Yeah, you was. I, yeah. <laughs> I was just there. I was on, I was on badness, but yeah. like you said, no, no one was really fucking with me in college. But no. you see, when when it came to cussing, nobody would cuss Richard Black. No way. Yeah. You 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 was if you if they cussed you right, and those were the days when your mum, you know, when your mum jokes came out, your mum, your dad, your mum, yeah. your dad. Yeah. You know, like if someone over, I remember, I remember you, you would obliterate people till they want to cry. And yeah, the thing is, you'd have, the, you'd have you'd have the whole. It, not like now, it's a, it's, it's a cussing match between two people. You had the whole the whole common room turning against <laughs> turning against yeah. one person, laughing yeah. at one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but that's what I'm. But that's these were training grounds. Like the roads were training grounds for you, right? It like that's what I'm trying to say. We all have our our our, our skill set, and as I say, like as much as you were a road, you was you was a musician. You was the, so so we, so your whole aura was that when I grabbed that mic. I'm channeling that 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 energy into that. I'm going to destroy anybody when I grab this mic. It's exactly the same, right? Yeah, true. When I grab the mic, or if you stand in front of me and you want to go pound for pound, right? Then I'm I'm tearing you a new arsehole. But that's because, the, in a set, in, and one thing I, I think, and I do think South London. Even though I'm not knocking any other ends, but there's something about South London, you know, right? Because South Londoners are very arrogant, mm, right? mostly. Bossy to their core, mm. and it's because they're so big. If you think about it, I always say to people, like people that are not from London, they say, "What is it about South London that makes them that way?" And I say, "It's because if you think about the bridge, the Thames that divides us, I said East, North, and West share the same space across mm. that side of the Thames, and when you cross over the Thames, it's all South London." We're greedy, right. man. We're all no, we are. But 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 so we have that. We have that. We're bigger than you mentality, right? Mm. Do you know what I mean, right? So so therefore, uh, it's like if you, any country in the world, if you think about it, there's certain uh, countries in Africa that believe they're bigger than others and have that arrogance because they. It's like geographically, we're bigger than you. We're stronger yeah, than you. Yeah, right? yeah, do you know what I mean? yeah. So it's no, it's no different. Jamaica and the Caribbean, <clears throat> we're the biggest island, even though we're not. But we think we are. So we, so, and it's the same thing, South London, we're bigger than you. So we have this arrogance. So even in South London, it's like you have to hold your own because it's like, because the person that's coming for you thinks that he or she is the top don. 
Why is that for real, for real. And then you're so then they and then they hear about you. It's like with rappers in America, like when Biggie and Jay Z and all that. They hear that this person's um, good at rapping, and then Jay Z's like, okay, well let's go down to their their, their hood and let's take them on. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean, yeah, I'm let's, do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's do it. So I came from that. So when I started to go on stage and perform, I knew there were other comedians that were good. Like Todju was from Peckham, right, and I was from like Stratton, Bristol. Yeah, Todju, right. Right? Yeah, so there you go. So straight away, he heard about me. And so the first time we met, he was like, yeah, I've heard about you, right? He goes, I'm looking forward to seeing you perform. And I went, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Because we both had that <laughs> South London, all right, bring it. And, and guess what? He was amazing. And he saw me and he was, he mm. was so cocky. But he came up to me after it was at the Electric Cinema in, um, uh, oh, Electric Cinema in Notting Hill, Labber Grove. Oh, it's not there anymore, yeah. right? And I remember he came up to me, it's 1994, and he went, hey, you're not bad yourself, right? But there was, <laughs> and straight away, there was respect. a respect. Yeah. But it was a, it was a respect, but it was like, yeah. he knew I'm coming for you, and I knew I'm coming for you. Because we, everybody else was just okay. He, what, who I'm coming for, and so it was that, it was that sparring, and we, and it was steel sharpening steel. So he was probably the best rival because people don't really realise how good Todju uh, is and was. See, I found, back in the day, like, I mean, when he, when he was um, at his height, he was killing it. Um, like, yeah, he was, he was good. He was doing all the different accents and the different... Exactly. Yeah, he was he, he a whole different level of comedy. But yeah. a lot of comedians were just doing them. He was doing yeah. about 10 people at the same that's, time. No, and, that's, and, I, and he made me start to do impressions, even though I could never be as good as him. But he made me start to do it because... Because you couldn't take him on otherwise. Because mm. he, he he could do stand up, but when he did the voices, forget it. You, you it was a wrap. You just have to sit down somewhere. So I was coming with the basic template, and then he was coming with all these voices. So I knew, okay, I will never be as good as him when it comes to voices. So I have to be good at what I'm at, which is a physical comedian, and and the way that I break down my scenarios. I have to be mm. amazing at that. Because if you had to go on after Todd, you. It's a problem. It was it was a rap. Yeah, right? it's a problem. It's a problem. It was a rap. So, but <laughs> I had to go on after him. So I had to learn to be strong in what it is that I could do. So, as I say, me and Todju, we got love for each other because we knew if Todju didn't exist, I don't think I would have been as good as I was. Right. You know, I beg to differ. You know, I beg to differ, man. I think I, I wouldn't say you wouldn't be as good as you are. I'd say you'd be. It would just be a, you'd be a different Richard because you. Yeah. Because yeah this is, okay. Because you are like you, like I said, your yours is not learned comedy. Like yeah. obviously, I'm around a lot of comedians, and a lot of comedians like my three, my my three favorite comedians right now are you, Kane, and Slim. And yeah. what I what I like um, about you, like I said, you're you're a funny person. And so if you're in a scenario where you're on stage and you get thrown a curveball, you can catch it. Whereas some Easy. comedians can't catch it because they're so yeah. rigid. In what they've written, and they're so stuck to their, um, to their, um, their how do I put it, their template that if anything off the template, they messed up, and that's what I like about you. So, so that's why when I say, if um, Todju hadn't been around, you would have just evolved into a different form of a great comedian. Do you know what I mean? You would, you know you would what, still be. Do you know what? Sorry to cut you. Sorry to cut you, but you said something, and that tells me as well. And that tells the audience what type of entertainer you was. Because 
you respect you respect people that can do essentially what you admired and what you could do as a rapper which is myself kane and slim we can grab that mic and we can go wherever right like we'll I, like 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 i i i think kane and slim are two comedians that deserve so much more than what they're getting right because and this is not me knocking any other comedians because they know i i truly respect them all and and i truly and i and i really mean that because they know regardless of anything i come from the, the circuit i was there before a lot of them it was me i was there it's me and slim are, are the 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 oldest on the circuit now besides mm -hmm. curtis so and i started i think six months before slim so as as one of the now the 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 fathers on the circuit so to speak right they know i respect it because they know that when i go on stage i'm still that guy to beat that hands mm. down right but um but i love comedy at its finest and kane kane is a comedian that for me like there's only so many comedians that I, I know I have to pull out my ace card if I go on after. And that sounds horrible to say this, but Kane and Slim are those two. Everybody you know else what? I think are good. I think they're amazing, don't get me wrong. But I think even they would understand. You go on after Kane or Slim, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. listen. But you know what it is though? But you know why though? It's because they have a similar, like I said, you three can all catch a curveball. So if, yeah. you, throw a ball, if you throw a ball at Kane, no matter where oh, it comes from, what? he can catch it. Like he's like, like and, I'm, and I'm glad you said that because my latest movie, I've got a film coming out called In Spite of Everything. And yeah. Kane's the lead, Kane's the lead, Slim's in it as well. Do you know oh, what good, I mean? Good, I, I, good, I, good. Yeah, so, so like, it's, it's, it's a good film, man. So, so, so all right, so who's, in, in terms of comedy, like, like, who inspires you? Like, who, like, who's your, like, do you know what I mean? If you, if you could do a comedy show with any comedian globally, mm -hmm. who would it be? De dead or alive? It was the Richard Blackwood and show, who would it be? I would, I would have loved to have shared the stage with Richard Pryor. Yeah. But just as an opener, because I, I because, because here's the thing, Richard Pryor. I, I still don't believe I'm as good as Richard. I, and 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 when I mean Richard, I'm talking Richard Pryor live in concert, Richard, right? Yeah. Sounds different. Because yeah. Because, you know, what, one thing comedians do, and I'm sure rappers do this as well, is we look at people's body of work and if we feel we can do that, then it's like we've arrived. And so I watched Richard Pryor live at Sunset Strip. I watched Richard Pryor. Um, there's a couple of them that I have that I think, okay, I could have gone on stage with you and I would have been okay. But Richard Pryor live in concert? No. You've got to sit down somewhere. That, that, <laughs> that is, no, serious. And, like, and, and comedians will know what I'm talking about. Like, Delirious, people love Raw. And I thought Raw was amazing for Eddie Murphy. But Delirious, to yeah, this levels. day, levels, levels. I don't know anybody that can touch that as a stand-up. Like, in terms of, because people don't understand what Eddie did as a mm. comedian in that. How many uh, facets he, he crossed off in terms of what a comedian mm. could do that other comedians couldn't do. He did impressions, mm. he could sing, right? He stand up, he could do stories. He could do them all, right? 
he only did a couple of them uh, in, in Raw in, in terms of like what he could do, but Delirious, it was like he was going, okay, I'm going to show you all these things that I can do that none of you can do. And they're all as good as each other. And you watch it, and even as a performer now, you go, yeah. And, and you want me to be really honest? The only person that could have come close to doing what Eddie Murphy did in Delirious, if he had stuck to it, was Todgy, right? Mm. In terms of the voices, right? And the content, right? Uh, because he, he, was, he was the closest to being able to do the, all the facets, all the facets. Mm. Like, I can sing, and I can do certain impressions, but to the level <clears throat> that Todgy could have done the voices, he was the closest. But, but so I, I would, so, but I would say definitely um, Richard Pryor. The reason why I wouldn't mention anybody else is that, like, let's say Dave Chappelle, for instance. Dave Chappelle is in a league of his own, mm. right? Like, as a, st- like, there are, there are certain comedians that, they 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 should be left alone <laughs> he's one of them because mm. you can't you can't he's reached as a stand up he if he was to put it in martial arts form he's reached the mayweather level of stand up where he he can't be touched you can stand right in front of him and throw your best and he's looking at you and do, he Chappelle is at that level of I, I this is probably the only time I'm gonna swear, but he's reached that level of not giving a fuck level, right? And that mm-hmm. is you and what so if I liken that to boxing, if you know Muhammad Ali's pride, Muhammad Ali didn't block. He actually mm. he actually his his block was evasive. He weaved. Yeah. It's weaved, yeah. It's weaved, yeah. He didn't he didn't block. He had his stance but he seldom did he, he did he do any parries or anything like that because that wasn't his style. He he had he could do it, but he was because obviously you know what it's like <clears> as a fighter. You learn to block, and then you get to the point where you do, the block is there if you need it, but you can, mm. you can move. The block is like I just know because if you know where the punch is coming from, then you can mm. also evade it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It just means that you have to be a bit quicker. Right, but if you can see a punch and able to parry it like that, that means you can see it to go or to go around it. Right, yeah. that makes sense. Right, but some people haven't reached that level of being able to go. I'm that quick where I can go right around it. So they still need to trust that if I miss it, if it, I still can do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Still <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's at that level as a as a um, as a stand up where he is that good that. He can, like Tyson, he can walk into the punches because he knows that the punch you're giving me is nothing compared to compared what I'm going to give you. Gonna, yeah. So we'll Tyson talk, would we'll do this, and sometimes he would headbutt <laughs> the punches, right? Because he's, his thing is, I see the target, so he's going like this, and he's not slipping all of them. Some of them are catching him, and he's just he's headbutting them, but it's like he's got... So you, mm. you think that's why he was scary to another fighter, because the fighter knew that he's headbutting my punches. Right, he's eating my punches, which means he's <laughs> saying that what I'm going to do you <laughs> is going to be so de- de- devastating yeah. that I'm willing to take what you give me to give it to you. Right? There are not many fighters <laughs> That's crazy. because you're a fighter, so you know what I mean. Right? That will walk down punches yeah. to give you this one. 
right? Like, you have to be so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> confident to walk through a tirade of punches to go, I'm going to punch you here, but you're going to hit me seven times. But you see when I lick you, you see, right? That is, yeah. that, right? that's the same thing that Chappelle has. That mm. it's like, I look at that and you go, I'm, I'm, I know I'm good. I know I can, I, I know I can walk into the, 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 the rain of fire as I stand up and still give. But if Chappelle is a 10 at doing that, I'm a seven, right? I've still got mm. a bit to go. But Chappelle is, as I say, he's, I would leave him alone. But yeah, Richard Pryor basically is what, who I would stand next to or, or in some of these stand-up, not all of them. And you know what, you know what, I mean, there's a few, there's a few things um, I want to talk about, right? But yeah. you know what I have to jump to, bro? Like your one-man show. Oh my gosh. Brother. No, him. no typical. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 he was Brother, there. brother, yeah. listen, I, I, yeah, I, I have to, I have to get a hat to put a hat on just to take it off again, <laughs> to, to salute you, brother, bro, bro, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know what to expect, I didn't know what to expect, like, I heard everyone talking about it, and I'm like, okay, I've known Richard from college, man, like, I've seen his comedy, I've seen his acting, but one man show, like, I'm like, I'm, not even that, I've just support, let me come and watch the scene. You know what I mean? Because if you're shit, I'm Richard. I'm gonna tell you, bro. You're fucking shit, yeah, yeah. bro. You can. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna tell you, brother. Yeah, yeah. I was in all, oh, bro. I'm getting goosebumps now talking about it, brother. Yeah. You totally smashed it. I came, I, 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 bro. I can't even yeah. talk about it. That's how. That's how. That's how much you killed it, bro. I came after after the show. I came up to you, brother. You had me in. Um, I don't know. I, your performance. Your performance was spot on. You captivated the audience, but most importantly, you told the story in a way that allowed people to to understand it and appreciate. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Is that is it coming back? Is it? Yeah. No, no. I mean, no. I because because it, it's 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 like um because it was actually meant to. So when we did that, because obviously you know I did it in um in Edinburgh Edinburgh first for a month and then we came down where you saw it in um in london in the soho theater and it was it it was sold out as you know like it was totally yeah. sold out which it was lovely it was like that because obviously it, what we was talking about obviously it was a true story and everything and we needed to we was hoping obviously it's like anything to bring light to what happened to this man and the fact that he was beaten to death by the police and so forth right, in Hull, which is obviously not far from where I'm at now, right, but it's like, um, but it, as I said, and it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago to know that this man, that the racism was so rife at that time, and as you know, he was a soldier and everything like that, but what it was that, because it did so well, we was upstairs, you remember you came upstairs and you saw it in the Soho Theatre in the top floor? Yeah. You got the main room downstairs. So just maybe about a week or two before it's closing, they came to me, uh, and it's not, it's not the way they, they normally do things, but that told me how good it was. They came to me and they said, look, um, we're, we, we're thinking about moving it to the main room. And if we do, how would you feel about that? And I was like, yeah, I said, I would like to see the main room because it was quite an intimate show, right? So I said, mm. and obviously I'm playing, playing all these characters and there's no mic and it's me kind of using my diaphragm and blah, blah. But because the room's so intimate, it was made it that I didn't need to shout as such, right? So it was mm. like, now if you're playing to a big room, that might change the dynamics of if I need a microphone and 
you know, and it could take away from the intimacy in, and how people get involved, right? You know, it could spoil it. But even mm. still, to get the main room was massive for that show. So in principle, I said yes. And then my agent called me the, the, like the final week and said, Hollyoaks want you to, they want to offer you a role. Now, now normally, so when you came to see, I, was, I don't even think I even got offered a role there. But like when you, no, actually I got offered a role, yes. It just, but he never told me though. No. Yeah, I never said no. Yeah, yeah, because obviously it was in works. Right? But yeah, 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 when you came to see it, I got offered a role. So I remember it was literally after the, one of the shows and I was going home and my agent called me and said, oh, he just laughed. He went, so Hollyoaks have been in touch. And I went, Really? He was, yeah, they just want to offer you a role as a lead. And I went, do I need to audition? He went, he went no. I went, queer, all right. <laughs> I, said, I said, all right. I said, I said, he goes, so he goes, what do you reckon? I goes, well, well, I, I, what are you saying? He goes, I'll call him in the morning, right? So like, but it, but it was more, it made me smile because it was like, you know, I'm doing something right because I don't need to audition. And you know what it's like. There are only so many main shows, which is like EastEnders, Hollyoaks, Corrie. There's only like a, a few that are the main ones. <clears throat> and you don't just get offered. I don't care who you are. You don't get offered the role. You audition, right? You know, mm. EastEnders, I, I, I auditioned twice, right, mm. for that particular role. Um, and so for Hollyoaks to come to me and say, oh, no, no, we're writing the character for you, right? It was like... Um, Wow, that's exactly. powerful, man. It's powerful, very powerful. Man. But so, I do believe it was because of the play. Well, that play, you like, and like I said, you had me in awe, man. From like, not even just the delivery, but like the the way you portrayed the character, even acting a whole show in a in, in a different accent as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and and do you know what I mean? It's convincing. Like when he first came out, I'm like, what is this? I was baffled. And it's, yeah. and, and the the beauty of the way it was written is that as you follow it. It allows you. It kind of. It's like a, it's like an onion. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Layers, layers, and layers, and yeah. layers. And it's only when you get to the end you realize what's happened, and you're like, oh, yeah. oh my, bro, I had I had goosebumps, bro. Like I was like, wow, like it was, it was, it was, yeah, but well done, man. Like I said, I, I have to take, I have to get a hat to take it off to salute you on that. You killed no, it. No, no, so, it made so me a better actor. What's your favorite then? Comedy. Comedy or? But, but what's your comedy? Well, comedy. Theatre, because obviously you've done Shrek and that stuff. So mm -hmm. comedy, theatre, or um, or acting. Like, what's your what's your favourite, really? Honestly, I, I I now I can officially, and I'm I'm kind of very honoured to be able to say this, but I would say now I I have them up equally. However, I would say that stand up gives me the best rush, right? Because okay. Because it's my core, it's my it's my beginnings, and and I'm and I'm a stand up through and through. Like I always say, regardless of how much I'm now seen as an actor, and I respect, I'm glad that I because I've had to work hard to get that title, but mm. I'm a stand up first. And you know, my agent hates when I say that, but I I've just got to keep it real. It's like stand up is the catalyst. It got me to where I am, and mm. um, and I'm able to you know use comic timing within my acting because I've got that tool, right? You know, mm. um, it's what's kept me sharp. Um, so stand up, and also, you know, when you're acting, nine times out of ten, you're acting somebody else's writing, right? Mm. This is your interpretation. And, and obviously, you then lift the words from the paper and you make it your own, and that's what makes you a great actor or actress. So I, I respect the form. However, stand up, especially my stand up, it's created from me. 
right? So mm. when I'm going on that stage and I'm performing, it's like you coming up with your own song. You wrote it. So if you write a song and you perform it and then you've got people spitting your lyrics back to you, I would mm. like anybody to tell me that that's not the best feeling because you know, you wait, you, you're spitting back my, I wrote this. It came from my yeah, head and you could yeah. hold the mic out and people are spitting your bars. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine what that's <laughs> like. Right? Yeah, crazy, man. Exactly. So that's what stand-up is. Stand-up is, I wrote that. So when people are busting up laughing, well, I don't, I, I'm like Jay-Z. I don't, I write it in my head. I've never really written material, but like, but when I do create material, I perform it and I hear people busting up. Sometimes I stand there and it looks like I'm being cocky, but I'm just taking it in because it's like, you just came, you came up with this. But you know what? You're, but that's, again, that's part of your character. So when you stand there sometimes and you deliver a joke and you have that kind of, it's almost like it's a cocky arrogance, but yeah. it's a funny cocky arrogance. It's one of those ones where it's like, you, you, you prank somebody and it's like, you've knocked them on the floor and you're looking down at them like, you deserve that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, and that's what it comes across like that, and it's part of who you are. So, let me ask. So, what? So, what's been your proudest moment then? Because I mean, you must have had loads, man. But to you, like, what stands out as one of your like proudest moments? I think I always say my son, right? You know, and you're a father, so you know. Like, um, my son is one of my proudest moments because he. And he's always, and he's every day. I'm, I'm, I'm more and more proud because he's becoming a, a, such a beautiful young man. But I would say, outside of my son, I think one of my proudest moments is making a real decision to become a stand-up. Because, like, I, and the only reason why I say that now is my son's doing music, and you know, he, he said it to me some years back that he wanted to do music and I was a bit sort of um and in, even though I'd tell him to pursue his dreams, but I was still um and in because ner- I was nervous for him. Um, but what it was, I, um, but then he came to me the other day and he said, right, dad, we got a single out and it's on, you know, on Spotify and so forth and would you be able to put it on your page? And I went, wait, you got, you got a single out? He, got, he goes, yeah, it comes out tomorrow um, at four. It was a Friday, it comes out on Saturday at four o'clock and I was like, yeah yeah of course and so I put it on my page I listened to it and I put it on my page and I was like and I sat there so then I wanted to do a video of me listening to it and I thought how do I download it from Spotify so then I went to his link and it said all platforms and I saw one for Apple so I said no so I went to iTunes and the tune was there for 79 pence or 74 pence how much and I I looked at it for a second and I I and I didn't it's like I thought it wouldn't work and I pressed the mouse key. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I swear. I thought, I said, this is some trickery, some witchcraft, right? So I thought, so I thought, let me press it and see what happens. Maybe my computer's just gonna blow up. And I thought, and I literally, right? I saw it downloaded and I went, so then, even then, I've downloaded this for years. I went to my iTunes. And I press play thinking I'm going to hear it's like, like, you know, like the code 64, like it's loaded. Like I thought I was going to hear something to say like, oh, you got spam or pull yeah. or something, right? And then I, I heard the track and I went, so I, I literally grabbed my phone and it, you know, and people see it on my, my Instagram. And I said, I had to document this because I said, I've just bought my son's song. And that then took me back and in answer to your question there there's something about that we can always talk about 
what we want to be. It could be a doctor, footballer, whatever it is that we dream about. But there's a big difference between talking about it and effectively pursuing it. And that, I don't care who you are, anybody that, that literally takes that leap of faith. Because my son could release the song and he could do his music and realize it's not for me and come out of it. But you know something? He will, if he did that, he would come out of it knowing if somebody said to him, do you want to do music? He'd be able to say, no, I did it. And it was not mm. for me. Or I did it and I became successful from it. One of the two, right? But it's the doing that, because I just did it. I, I graduated and, and then I went straight into comedy. And, you know, so I didn't really, I mean, I remember my first show like it was yesterday. But now I just look at it like it was a way to a means. I was just doing stand-up because I wanted to become successful. But I didn't stop and think like, no, wait a minute, that's an achievement. You actually, you're doing it. You, you did it. You was once this person over here. And now from your first performance, you've become a performer. You're someone else. And my son kind of reminded me of that because irrespective if he's not famous yet, my son is a rapper. My son has a, like I say to someone, like somebody said, oh, have you got a child? I said, yeah, my son is 19, he's a rapper. And he went, he's a rapper? I said, yeah, here's his single. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, like, that's concrete. That, yeah, that's the certified. Yeah. You know when people, when people say I rap, and it's like, have you got anything out? And they're like, well, nah, 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 I ain't got nothing out. I just, you're not a rapper then. But if you've got yet. music out, and you can say I've got something on Spotify. Or Spotify, iTunes, yeah. That's the, that's the stamp. It's a That's step of yeah, thank yeah, you. I, I like my I don't he probably made no money from it, but people have bought his single, right? And that's the point. It's like you bought his single. So he so that's my greatest achievement, but I'm recognizing it for my son. It's the turning the words into action, if that makes mm, sense. That's, that's my you, biggest achievement. I mean, you achieve, bro, you've achieved so much, man. You got your clothing your clothing as well. Is it, I was gonna see, I've got to see if I can pronounce this right. Is it Mon Mondeur? 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 Mondeur. It's actually Mondeur, but it's Mondeur. I call it Mondeur. But it means you, it you're means, just making it, it sound means, sexy. Mondeur. <laughs> it's, it's, it means it means um, world of gold. Oh wow! Right? Yeah, and it's like literally, and it's a clothing line. Myself and and three other people, um, D, Shane, and Ashley. Um, I I used to do the the RB Real Boss hats, and and I was bringing out a clothing line called Real Boss. Actually, before you carry on, can I just say I'm I'm still waiting. Can I just can well, I just can I, well yeah can I can I, can I just we say can I'm we can put waiting. that to bed now. So so what it is you 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 might as well not wait anymore. Oh, you waiting for what the Mondeur? Did it not come? Hell no. I'm still no, no, is it is me thinking that I sent you that box? I was waiting for Donald Jones to be wearing it and stuff. I just, I was like <laughs> wait a bit, bro. I ain't received nothing. I I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for this stuff to come around. I'm like I thought oh man Richard ain't sent me shit. I'm like what's going on? I thought the love had gone. No! Okay, no. You know what? My cousin, the same thing, though. Because what... Okay, that, this is where my partner, sometimes they mess up. Because I say to them, listen, can you send them to these addresses? And they'll say, yeah. And then my cousin said, bro, what's going on? Like, I, I ain't received my box yet. And I'm like, oh, I need to get onto them. And, but it's because, essentially, those ones are for free. Why they're probably taking their, their sweet time with it. Because trust yeah, me, yeah. it's like, oh, there's a paper there. They were chipped off. But they know they got to do that because it's like, these people are promoting it for us. Right? Mm. So... So now I've said it on this, I'm, I'm going to get it sent out because like they literally, because they, because they, we was going to get some stuff worn on Hollyoaks and they sent that box. So it's like, no, you guys got to send the boxes out. Yeah, so. yeah, you've got, you got to look after, you've got to look after the people, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Be, 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 be selective. 
yeah, 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 you can't do that. Like, you know what? Yeah, Freddy's not yeah. to have, but let's give it to Hollyoaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, it's a bad move. I'm gonna, no, it's a bad move. I'm going to take that one. Mm. Right? No, they, I'm going to make sure that you get, you guys get that one. But, no, but yeah. But yeah, but I've got the clothing line. And as I say, I was doing Real Boss and then Hugo Boss stopped that because they said it's too oh, close. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it was, it was a good yeah. sign. They were scared. They were scared. They were scared. They were nervous. They were nervous. And rightly so. Right? <laughs> so I said, all right, then. All right. I said, all right. So then Ashley came to me and said, listen, um, there's these guys, Dee and Shane, and they've got a clothing line and they want you to come in and be like, and, and own it with them. And let you know, they've already, it's like, it's, it's, it's grassroots, but you know what I mean? They've got production already. So, I, I, so they actually came to Typical. So they came down and met me before the show. Right. Mm. And, um, and I saw the stuff and I was like, wait, wait a minute. And then from mm. there, I was like, yeah, please. I, I'm involved. And so that's been since, uh, I would say what, um, that was, um, September time. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. Very classy, very classy, yeah. very mature. It's, yeah. it's, it's good. It's good stuff, man. Thank you. Thank I like you. it. Yeah, no. I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm just trying, you know what, because I always say that I'm trying to build this legacy and also things that you hand down to your kids. I mean, I see it with you and you do your movies and you see your, your boys in there and stuff. It's like, that's what it's about. Like, that can't be, that must be a great feeling to know that you're watching a film or something that you've done and you see your kids in it and you're able to go, yeah, you guys are going to play this role. Like, because they're growing up, because you see, this is the path. They're growing up now thinking that this is normal. Like, yeah, we just do movies, isn't it? Like, and, and that's, <laughs> and, but that's what they're supposed to think because yeah, then there's true. no ceiling. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because you've already, you've already planted that seed of like, you know, their dad does movies, their uncle, you know, plays guitar, he's a singer, blah, blah, blah. Like, they come from a, a family of people, performers, but like, it's like, but it's not like, like distant cousin. It's like, no, that's dad that's doing it. Yeah. So we are the immediate offspring of that. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like, they've got, this is what I'm saying. They, they can already say that they've been in films already. And, and your oldest is how old? 21. There you go. Right, do you know what I mean? And so it's like, they, they, they can already say that they've done stuff like that. That's already there in their resume, whether they decide to pursue it or not. Right, because of what you've set up, and that's what I mean. It's like this is what we're doing. We're doing what the Americans have been doing, but we're doing it over here now, which is that yeah. we're creating our own uh, British legacy, where our kids grow up just thinking that it's just the norm. Puff Daddy's kids just think it's the norm, right? Norm I mean? And it's as it, as it should be. <clears throat> Jamie Foxx's daughter is in uh, movies and she's singing, and it's like because my dad does it, so it's like. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's what it should be. It should be that, whereas we, we were taking the risks. We were doing that at times when our parents were saying, I don't know if that's a good idea. Right, do mm. you know what I mean? Because we, yeah. they didn't see nobody else really blowing up from doing it. So then we're saying, I want to be a musician or I want to be a this and that. And their parents are going, and our parents are going, nah. Definitely. See, but my parents are African, man. My mum wanted yeah. me to be a doctor, a doctor or a lawyer or um, a pilot. Or, you know, you know <laughs> those things that you just don't want to do. You know, basic jobs. You're a doctor, lawyer, or a pilot. Like <laughs> Jamaicans are a bit more easier. Like you can work in a post office or something like that. Right? African people are like, no. Pilot, <laughs> doctor, lawyer. Anything else, we ain't talking about it. Right? <laughs> like, that's what you can't this and but you see, that's why you see more African people in universities. Right, do you know what I mean? It's like you just can't knock it because 
their parents, your parents were just like, mm -mm, you're heading to these jobs right here, but rightly so. Mm, it's true. You it's see true. what I'm saying? Rightly so, because it gives you that level of like, no, this is what I'm, I'm meant to be. I'm meant to be somebody great. We and that's what we're doing for our kids. And you know, you know what I always say, like, and I was saying it to someone earlier that, um, like, we as people and as humans, we can change our cars, we can change our look, we can change our partners, we can change our houses, even, right? But the greatest thing that we can change is ourselves. So, like, once you change yourself and you have the power to change and look at yourself and look at your thoughts and things like that, you can become an even greater person. So, like, think? if you could change anything about you, if you could change anything about you, right, what would you change? Uh, I think I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing most of that now. I, I, you know what? I can be quite stubborn. Like I'm, 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 I'm a very easygoing person. Yeah. Right. As you know, hmm. but I, I, I'm very, I'm my granddad's son. So I can be quite, um, what's the right word here? Like I don't tolerate nonsense, but not in the tump you down kind of way. But I, I just, I, I have zero tolerance for nonsense. So I just want to just lock you off. It's like, it's like, but I, because I don't like, I don't like, okay. I have the attitude that I don't care what your background is. I don't care how hard it was. You don't need to be a stereotypical black person, what they put on us. It really, and, 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 and it, and so I don't, Sometimes I don't listen to reason when it comes to that because, you know, I had people for when I was young, right? You know, and you know, they, people say. I remember my son's mother when I was first going out with her, and she said, "You're so well spoken." So I'd get ignorant and go, "But what am I supposed to sound like?" Even yeah. though, even though she didn't mean it in a bad way, it's just that she grew up around people that were a bit more road, right? Mm. So, so then, so then I had to. Then they would, because they were from Hackney and I was from South. So then they looked at me like maybe I wasn't official tissue, like I wasn't, <laughs> right? And I'm going, and I, so I had to kind of then get ignorant and go, like, I'm not, I'm not a dickhead. Like, don't, it's just that I believe that as a black person, you're already going to be viewed as somebody that cannot string coherent sentences together. They're already mm. going to put that on you. So why give them the right to do so? So, and I know that that's my granddad so that's why i say i i'm not good so somebody will say yeah but you don't know how hard and once again i go i don't care like i'm I, and i know i sound ignorant when i say this but i don't care because my thing is is that okay let, let me put it to you this way people people that commit serious crimes right serious crimes let's say the, the m word or whatever they don't do it when the police are there. They mm. don't do it when there's witnesses. They do it in silence where they can get away with it, yeah? Of course, of course. Which means that there's a thought, which means that they're able to refrain from doing it at certain times and then they do it at other times, which means that it's not something that they have to do because if they were really that sick, it wouldn't matter who's there, you're just getting it, right? Mm. So it's a choice. Like a man that hits a woman doesn't hit that woman nine times out of ten in front of people so we, nine times out of ten that that person goes like when they say oh my boyfriend was abusive it's like oh, i didn't know he was like that he seems so nice it's like yeah in front of you of course he's that way 
right? So that means that, oh, so he, he's calculated, he knows. So I use the same thing and I say, part of that, therefore, in terms of you being wicked is a choice because mm. you're not wicked all the time, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's your go-to move. And sometimes, and I bring this right back to you, Fred, <clears throat> it's your go-to move in a way of being a bully, which you wasn't. So everybody knew that Freddie was a guy that if you got on the wrong side of him, it could get real. But you weren't moving to somebody that was moving to you that weren't on the, about that. You'd be, you'd be more like, bro, just allow it in it. Because you was able to separate. So even though somebody's being disrespectful, you was able to look at them and go, you know what, you don't want this problem, so just leave it. Right? <laughs> Does that make sense? Right? Yeah, real talk. So, 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 so what I mean, so therefore, if you're, that, that's how it's supposed to be used right so so whereas as i say so when i see people like you're a well-spoken man but but people that know freddie know that your street credentials are very real but you're a well-spoken man right you're an educated man so even though you've done your things on the roads right somebody couldn't outwit you in terms of articulation right Do you know i mean mm. because you're still that person does that make sense right yeah. so so i'm of that thinking and i understand that sometimes I can be zero tolerance like that, right? Where I don't want to hear it. And, and, and maybe I need to check myself, but part of me doesn't care because I know that if you're, <coughs> does that make sense? If you're a person yes, of course, is of course. ignorant all the time, then I can't say nothing to you. And then also you need to be checked, right? <laughs> right. But if you're a person that knows where, I see certain people, I see them like, you know, maybe on their platforms and they, you know, they do videos where they're well-spoken or whatever. But I know they're wicked dudes, and it's like, oh, so you know when to control it, then. right? Yeah. So it's not. So it's 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 almost like it's a, it's a, it's a for a lot of people, it's a, a facade. Like it's it's not real. Like that's why that's why for me, a lot of people I see through them because, like yeah. you said, we all have choices. And even even me, if I look at myself back in the day, I chose to be yeah. a certain way. And yeah. again, this is something that I'll go into in my in, when I when I do my own um, interview, let people know where I'm coming from. But like you said, we all have choices and it's just what choices we make. So when somebody said to me one time that, you know, you're well-spoken, I said, because I made a choice. I made a choice that I, I didn't want, I didn't want to add to the stereotype because I didn't like the stereotype that was given to us, right? Mm. So my thing is I made a choice, not me. When you see me, I, you're going to see me and, and you're going to probably want to place that kind of thing on me. And then when I hit you with a heavy level of lyrical discourse, you're going to have to recheck yourself. I took pleasure in that. I took pleasure mm -hmm. in that. Yeah, check yourself. Why are you talking <laughs> to? Right? Do you know what yeah. I mean? And so, because there was more power in that. Right? <clears throat> do you know what I mean? And so, it, it, when I look at Instagram and I see people's comments and stuff and people, where people are talking, sometimes I just look and go, don't you have uncles or anybody that could speak to you properly in school? Because, <laughs> because you sound... And, and, it sounds stupid, doesn't it? You actually, you actually sound uneducated. You sound like you're yeah. on like, And you also, no and this is the other thing, and, and as I say, I'm not doing a, a race thing here, but you still, in 2020, have ignorant white people that look at us in a certain way. And my thing is, is that if I was them, right, or if I was an ignorant policeman, and I'm looking through and I'm seeing the way we, certain black people talk, I'd be like, I, no wonder I feel this way about you. <laughs> right because you're you're proving it to me and my thing is don't give them the right mm. to ignorant mm. to look at you that way because they already those people already don't like you when i say those i'm talking about the ignorant ones i'm not talking about all 
right? They already don't like you. They already, look at that they said about black people in China, that they didn't want them there, right? Because of this corona, but they said, because they bring crime and blah, blah. They're saying this on a national, international level. And to, so that mean that, so I'm sitting there and I'm vexed. Then I go on my Instagram and I hear a man talking about, yeah, man, man, diet, they diet, it's nothing. And I'm like, this is why they say it. <laughs> this is why they say yeah, it. Because we act like murder's nothing. Right, we act like yeah. we act like somebody dies. Like what? It's nothing, isn't it? And it's like it is. Don't like act it's like it's nothing. It's something. Right? Do you know what I mean? It's not. Mm, it's like we've we've fallen into this category where we think it's cool that murder's cool, or it's cool that somebody gets shanked, or it's cool. And it's like there's nothing cool about that. You see a person lying on the floor and they're mm. screaming because they've been stabbed. There's nothing cool in that. So stop trying. I remember years ago, you know, and it was probably one of the first times that I heard my granddad. I was at this comedy, I was at this show and I was hosting it, it was at Hammersmith Palais. And I was hosting this show and um, they used to do it there quite regular. There was, uh, what's that African guy's name? He used to put it on, he had dreads. Um, he used to put on shows that he brought over, genuine, all these people. He used to drive a big G-Wagon, not G-Wagon. Oh, you know him, man. He, used to, he had an American accent, but he... he he Not, um, like, not um, what's his name? Um, oh, you know, I know who you're talking about, you know. Oh, I, can't really come to I know you know him, yeah. About. I know you know him, yeah, right? So anyway, so he put one of the shows, right? So I remember I was on stage and I was hosting. And I'll never forget it, man, right? A fight broke out, right? So I'm on stage, a fight broke out. And this boy must have got hit in the head with a bottle. So he was on the floor and he was out, right? And at this precise moment, we didn't know if he was dead or alive. But he was on the floor and there's blood and everything. It was just horrible. He's laying there. So obviously there's doctor music and people are kind of sort of standing around him right, and kind of looking, but the lights were on, and obviously we're just waiting for the ambulance to come, so nobody moved him, he was just kind of laying there. I never forget this one girl, right, she went, gosh, so what, we just got to stop raving because he got knocked out. <laughs> oh my wow. God. He, wow. I mean, bruv, his head, right, he, was, he, he wasn't laying in a position where he looked like he was just, like, he was in a position where you know he's either dead or because he was in a position that's not comfortable. You know, he just the way <laughs> he, he mangled, was, yeah, he mangled, mangled. mangled. Yeah. His head was open, the blood was ridiculous that was coming out of his head. And I remember even that would make you go, Oh, right. And she and she had the cheek to look up to us and go, So what? And I remember I cussed her out and I said, and I, I remember I cussed her, I said, You're so fucking stupid. I said, He could be dead. I said, Are you that cool? Right? Are you mm. so disattached from emotion? Do you come from such a effed up household that you could see somebody next to you that could be dead and you want to dance? And she looked at me <laughs> and said, don't embarrass me like that. Because everybody kind of looked at her. And I said, yes, I'm embarrassing you because you sound like an idiot. I said, he could be dead. Right? Don't try. I said, stop trying to act like that doesn't. Because the truth is, it makes you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to see it. Then be honest. Mm. But don't act like oh, it's nothing. It is something. Right, do I mean? Yeah. But that is, but that is unfortunately what we, as sometimes as some black people buy into, that it's nothing, and it's like you know it's something. Like, don't mm. do that because, as I say, number one, it doesn't make you look cool; it makes you look stupid. But two, that's the way that ignorant white people look at us, like we're savages. You and I grew up at a time where we would hear the word savage. Right, mm. they would give black people that term that like, you're a savage, you're African savage, or this savage, or blah blah. Like they look at us like we're, we're cannibals and things like all kinds of horrible things. Right, yeah. right, and it's like, don't give them the right to say you see, because we're not yeah. like that. 
and don't feed into the stereotypes, man. Exactly. Don't give them that. Yeah, that, that, that. It's like you're almost condoning the, their thought process. Thank you. Know you. I mean? and it, it really gets under, bro. That's the thing I wish I could change, but then I know I won't because it, it gets under my skin because it's like, that's what I'm out here fighting. When I'm on TV or when I'm doing my stand up, I'm trying to push positivity, but I'm also showing that you can come from that, right? But you don't need to let that dictate the way you behave. You know, when you use it, if, you, if somebody steps to you and, you and you know you have to hold your ground or you need to get out there, then the streets come in because you know how to move, right? Do you mm. know what I mean? right? In and out, right? You know what to do. You're on your P's and Q's, like Kano said. But it doesn't mean that you then have to take it to the level where somebody's getting murdered, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's different, right? Do you know what I mean? But you know, as we go up from the street, we walk in certain areas and we're like, we're good, because we already know how we're maneuvering, right? Do you know what I mean? But somebody doesn't need to say to us, mind them, man. We've seen them, right? It's like, yeah, oh, we've seen them a long time. We've <laughs> seen them <from laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? we, we, saw, we, we saw them before they knew they were there. Yeah. <laughs> No, don't watch that. And I've seen him. See yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him. Right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I and he, I've stood a certain way where I've also let him know it's not gonna be that easy. Right? Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not whatever you whatever you thought it was, it's not that <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because that's what yeah, we know, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't need to go no further than that. Right? Mm. Also, we know how to defuse things up. Sometimes you just see the man looking, you go, You cool, bruv? And sometimes he just wants to hear that, you go, Yeah, man, you cool. All of a sudden, he's like, loud, man, he's cool. Because, that, because you know, <laughs> you're letting him know, I'm not a dickhead, but at the same time, I'm acknowledging you. You cool, bro? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah man, I'm safe, bro. Good to see you, bro. Yeah, man, love. He's gone. It's fine. Yeah, it's like, whatever's in his head, you've gone. Out. <laughs> but, true, but it true. doesn't mean that you're soft. He's just looked at you and gone, you've just, because sometimes it's the fear that the two have, and you mm. need what you want them back down. Right? Do mm. I mean? But sometimes you know that sometimes you just look and you go, Sure, because this could go so it could go left. So rather than it well, go left, salute. Bro. I've had that so many times, and this is, I was saying to my friend the other day, like if I look back at my life, right, all the confrontations I've had, if I just smiled, I wouldn't have been in half the fights I've been in. Because a lot of the time, you find that we, we if you notice, our form of defense back in the day was a screw face. One hundred. Do you know what I'm saying? You go into a club, and if a man's looking at you, screw face. That was your yeah. first line of defense. If you yeah. look a certain way you know that no one ain't moving to you. But yeah, sometimes yeah. you come across certain guys, that screw face is like an antagonism. So now, yeah. hold on, who are you screwing? Yeah. So what started <laughs> off as nothing has now become a, it's now become a fight. And I ain't backing down, you ain't backing down. Yeah. Now we've got a problem. But if I, I've had other situations where I have a guy screwing me and I just smile at them. And they have to smile because it's like, huh? You, you know what I mean? You feel stupid. I remember that transition in you though. I remember that transition in you though, right? Because I remember one time we was at a petrol station and you told me about a situation that you, I won't put it on here, but you had a situation that you was in. And like, I remember somebody kind of nearly got you into a fight. You was abroad, right? Maybe that kind of ring your bells a little bit. You was abroad and, and I'm just going to say somebody nearly got you into a fight with a, a dude, right? And you was kind of saying like, I, I can't say it on here, but you was basically saying, I know what you want me to do, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going down this road. Right? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. We yeah, was in a yeah. pet station in, in yeah. Norbury, and we were talking about it in yeah, the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you know I, mean? <laughs> I remember, I remember. Yeah, exactly. You know, I remember his yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, well, yeah, you can see. Right, and I remember you said, but, bruv, I couldn't, you know what? I was thinking I was going to do something. You went, but I said, no, I'm not going down this road with you, right? And I thought, yeah, Freddie's changing. Right, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> right, right, the old Freddie would have been like, bah, bah, bip, but it was just the way you went, I'm not doing this with you. And I thought, 
But that's right, though. Exactly mm. that. And the person knew you weren't a fool. Right? Yeah, you know mm. I mean, you just go, bruv, whatever, but I'm just not doing that with you. Yeah, you know what? Because sometimes you can, you find yourself, it's a spiraling thing because once you get drawn out, this is my thing now, and I say to people now, when I go into colleges and schools, some of these kids, like, don't draw me out because it's very easy for me to revert back to the old me. I just yeah. choose not to be that way because it's non-productive. Yeah. You know what I mean? But doesn't mean that if you if you handle me a certain way, you can draw me back out. So I'm retired, isn't it? Leave yeah. me alone, man. I'm, I'm, I'm retired, man. I'm on dinner frame. I've got a dinner frame free, freedom, freedom pass. Like, I'm not on that no more. You know what I mean? I'm doing yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know what? So listen, like, I've got a few games to end on, right? Okay. Like, a couple games of... So I'm going to hit you with, with some um, quick-fire questions. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Um, yeah, and... Let's see what comes into your head, right? So, um, tea or coffee? Coffee. Denzel Washington or Tom Cruise? Denzel. Tits or bum? Tits. Phone call or text? Text, even though I prefer phone calls. Does that don't make no sense. Bro? I know, I know. No, because I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest. I'm more a person that texts now. Phone call, but I prefer text. All right. But, yeah, I got, so I've got to say text now. Bath or shower? Shower. Michael Jackson or Prince? <sighs> Prince. Yes. Yeah, that's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Save or spend? It used to be spend for a long time. So it's and now it's save now. Yeah. Horror movies or comedies? Horror. Don't even think about that. Oh, that's you. All right, so I've got, I've got, another, I've got another game. So look, this, this, this is mad. This is something, I call this Freddy's Freaky Friday, right? Little crazy game. So I've got six categories, right? Mm. And there's 10 numbers in each, yeah? And I need you to pick six numbers between one and 10, and I'm going to tell you how you're going to spend your Friday. Yeah? Right. So give me six, so give me six numbers. You can repeat the same number. Give me six numbers between one and 10. Um... Three, seven, nine, two, four. How many is that so far? One, two, three, four, five. That's five. One more. One. One. <laughs> so you're going to have oral sex with Madonna. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hey, uh, I didn't even, wait, what, 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 you, what? Put, well, you picked them, but I didn't pick them, so you're going to have Yeah, but you never told me what they, they signify. That's, that's, that's how that's you get it. That's what kind of game is that? Wait a minute. No, let me see. I want to hear you finish. God. So I'm going to have all sex with Madonna. So we have all sex with Madonna, um, yeah. number nine, um, in a graveyard while listening to R&B, right? And then halfway through, you're going to start laughing. And at the end, you're going to tweet it for the world. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah, I, won't, I won't do none of those things. Like, I mean, I first of all, we need to work at these, the game. Like, like this, this, I don't think you thought this game out properly. <laughs> there was nothing in those lists that were good. Like you go, no, oh, but, I would but, not do but, that. But, but this is the thing, there is, but you just pick numbers that are bad. Like you could have picked this thing, there's other things. I picked six anymore. bad numbers, you know, six bad numbers. <laughs> you know I mean? There's only four good ones. <laughs> what kind of game is this? It's not even half. 
in the oh, graveyard and then I stop and start laughing. <laughs> I don't go to you graveyards after a certain time. Let alone <laughs> that's crazy. If I put clothes that. in the graveyard, like what we're we gonna do? We're gonna have sex right here. Like, no, we're not. Madonna. Yeah. Mm. Madonna. Maybe Madonna back in uh, Material Girl days. <laughs> Grandma Madonna. <laughs> no. That's what it is. This is why you know. Now. You know what? You show your age. You don't even pick no one current. You're going to say Madonna. <laughs> brother, brother. This is the thing though. But there are people current. You, you could have. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Let me tell you who was current in the list. Um, Maya Jama. Uh, Maya, Jama Maya, what's it? Maya. It's Maya Jama, isn't it? Yeah, Maya, Maya Jama. Maya Jama. Naomi Campbell, which would have been wrong. Yeah, that, that, I don't know what number that is, but I'm glad I never chose that one. <laughs> Beyonce's in there, um, okay. Mariah Carey's in there, Mel B's in there, Rihanna's in there. But you, you went for Madonna. What can I say? I didn't know that Madonna. So wait, I had to go for the, I had to go for the grandma. Everybody else was like on certain levels. I go for someone's grandma that still was out there <laughs> dancing raunchy in a graveyard. I mean, yeah, right. So I've got all right. So before before we before we um kick out right. Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask me anything you want to ask me. Okay. Anything you want to ask me. Where, what, what type of movies do you want to be that you ultimately, like, okay, so you know, like you have film directors, like Wes Craven does primary horror, or Stephen King does kind of like horror stroke, kind of like spooky thriller, or, you know, um, what kind of movie genre do you want to be most known for? <clears throat> wow. Because you, so, eventually you kind of, you've, you, you've done horror now, horror comedy, you've done like gritty, right? You know, like you, you've also done documentaries and stuff. So ultimately, yeah, what is it? What, if I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, you might say you want it all, but I'm just saying like, where is it that you want to be placed in terms of a, film director creator um that's a hard one bro um to be real i just like telling stories in it so i guess if i was to meet to reach the pinnacle of any kind of film it would be um comedy because i love making people laugh yeah and coming, coming from a place where i made so many people <laughs> sad and mm. having done so much negative stuff in my life yeah. if i can make people smile and be happy now you know what I'm saying? Like, it's that yeah. turnaround. I've come from a place where I've had people the other way. I made people cry, I've destroyed lives, I've done all kinds of nonsense. So if I can now make films that make people laugh, smile, feel good, do you know what I mean? That's, I guess, yeah, it would have to be comedy. I'd like to be, I guess, at the top of making yeah. comedy films, do you know what I mean? And that's my, that's my reasoning why, do you know what I mean? But in saying that, I've, I've got like all kinds of films written and ready to go. But yeah, I guess it would be making comedies and being known for making films that make people feel good. So guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Room 26. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, tell your friends, dogs, cats, budgies, share. I don't care. Just tell the whole wide world. And let's make Room 26 the most listened to UK podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at room26 underscore podcast. That's at room26 underscore podcast. Thank you.